0: Welcome to a new episode of Delphine Circle, where we uncover the mind, body, and spirit of success. Subscribe now for free to receive updates on the latest interviews. Then, sit back, relax, and tune in. Hi guys, this week we're launching a new series called Mind, Body, Spirit. I am obsessed with biohacking, so I want to share with you the latest cutting-edge technologies from some of the most disruptive innovators in the industry. We're going to make it easy for you to expand your knowledge on topics like longevity, performance, consciousness, resilience, and lots more from world-class experts. Kicking off the series is Brad Axelrad, co-founder of the Wake Up Biohacking Events and the Association for Transformational Leaders. Now, this guy knows a thing or two about overcoming challenges to create your best self. So if you're ready... Sit back, relax, and tune in. Well, hello, Brad. Welcome to Circle.
1: It's great to be here.
0: So excited to have you. Today we have Brad Axelrad, co-founder of the Wake Up Biohacking Events, founder of Face Your Dragon Consulting, and founding member of the Association of Transformational Leaders. We met recently when um, my girlfriend, Selma Klaus, who you know, uh, invited me to come to one of the Wake Up OC events. And I kind of dragged there, you know, a you know, little, oh, what's this going to be like? But, oh, my God, I had so much fun. Mm. I really, there's incredible energy. I felt like I found my tribe. Uh, lots of cool people talking about lots of innovative products and services and all of that kind of stuff. So I was super happy I came out. Um, give us a little, tell us about Wake Up events. What, what, how did that come about?
1: Well, like you said, it's really the vibe attracts the tribe. So we try to create this really high energy event with all the best of technology. Uh, you know, some Western medicine, a lot of Eastern kind of philosophy, but science is really baked into what we're doing there. But it's a quarterly event at Orange County. And we have tons of sponsors that are amazing, like you said, with all their best equipment and stuff. But more than anything, it's the people that come to share what they're up to, what they're struggling with. And it's uh, an incredible place to get health, better sleep, better Mm -hmm. sex, better energy. Who doesn't want those? Right. So that's what it's about. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So what was your motivation? I mean, how did you come to be a co-founder of these events?
1: Well, it's interesting. My co-founder found me producing Mm -hmm. events again. uh, And I had produced hundreds of live events like 10 years prior. Transformational events like uh, conscious networking events that were really fun, high energy, good, Mm -hmm. good people. Um, with some of the biggest thought and business leaders on the planet. And you know, coming from the transformational space of sort of the inner game, uh, the mindset game, the spiritual aspect of our experience, biohacking was sort of the next step for that. So it's personal development 2.0. It's kind of the inner game of working on yourself and then having all the best of technology to amp up your experience that way.
0: Oh, when I, I got to tell you, when I heard that term biohack, I was, I was not familiar with it. I actually had to look it up. And um, I found Dave Asprey's definition. And he says, a biohacker is somebody that uses science and technology to make their bodies work more efficiently. Is that how you would describe it?
1: Yeah, that's good. So cold showers, supplementation, brainwave technology, things that that can help uh, amplify your experience, whatever that is. Uh, biohacking is, uh, you know, I took a cold shower before I came here to make sure my energy was as high as, like, I didn't sleep that well. We were just talking about mm-hmm. allergies maybe being an issue. And sometimes mm-hmm. that can be gut health. Mm-hmm. So we just never know where where these things are, are deriving from, our energy levels. Um, so it really understands physiology, neurology, biology, uh, psychology, and science, Never explained it that way, but that's probably a good way. Yeah,
0: to... yeah, it's pretty good. So give me an idea. I, I walked in. Amazing companies, tons of companies, lots of really cool things. Yeah, Give us an example of wh- who are the type of speakers you guys have? What are the types of companies that attend these events?
1: So Braintap is our title sponsor and partner, one of our favorites. They're worldwide. Uh, Dave Asprey's title sponsor at his biohacking events, which are the biggest in the world. Uh, and we love Patrick. He comes and just knocks our socks off every time. Uh, Biooptimizers, Wade Lightheart, another mm. brilliant mind in the best in supplementation and nootropics mm. and nutraceuticals. Uh, uh, we have the vibrational bed there with Dr. Stephen Schwartz, the vibe beds. Those are pretty amazing too. You can wear the brain tap device while you're on the vibrational bed. Really powerful experience. Um Uh, Dr. Joquita with Brilliant Blends, Mm -hmm. they're really leading the charge. Uh, She actually gave up her MD, was hanging her MD license. That is no longer to commit to doing psychedelic therapy with mushrooms. So she's leading the charge with uh, psilocybin mushrooms to create transformation with mushrooms.
0: I met her at the event. She's an incredible speaker. She's brilliant, obviously, at what she does. And I, I'm super excited. She's definitely somebody I would like to have on the oh, show. She'd be
1: brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, awesome. I mean, you mentioned something about O2 20
1: Health Labs yes. here in Fashion Island. Yes. So hyperbaric chambers, hypobaric chambers, uh, uh, cryotherapy. A red light therapy. Oh my gosh, they got it all. They've over there. got probably twenty things in there. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh my
0: gosh. So now, do you consider yourself a biohacker, or I mean, what do you do? I know you are a pro athlete. Or, yeah. What they call motocross S- semi-pro. I
1: was a semi-pro. Uh, okay. I Almost made it to pro. I'm right. <laughs> uh, a little tall, a little bit uh, leverage on the body. It's a little harder on. Most of those guys are like five five. Oh, okay. So they just yeah. kind of tumble a little easier. Uh, me being taller and lankier, I, I would get hurt more. But a name um, like
0: Axelred, is that is that a stage name for motocross? Well, people would joke. They would
1: say, are you in porn or motocross? And I'd say I actually was in motocross. Yes, but yes. yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, you, you need to heal from injuries. And I was always wanting to be in my optimal state racing motocross. It's the number one most physically demanding sport on the planet, motocross. It's really intense. Like you, I was shredded, I had like a 20-pack. My forearms were monstrous. You really need to be strong, mm-hmm. aerobically and anaerobically in that sport. So, so I mean, a lot of things I did for, for decades racing that, leading up to that. But 100% I'm a biohacker. I've been chiropractor since 13. Um, you know, that's, that's definitely a biohack. Mm-hmm. Uh, acupuncture, all those other kind of things, way before the term biohacking was yeah. around, 20 years before. But absolutely now, I'm, I just took a cold shower, like I said, before I came here. I'm, cont- I'm continuously jumping in cold water wherever I see that. Uh, you know, cold water is intense. Yeah. Um, but uh, supplements all day. I take probably twenty supplements, two to three times a day. Wow. And veggie juice every day, alkaline water like I was sharing with you guys, with electrolytes every day, vegetable juice every day, bone broth every day. These are all things that I know are that are that are going to keep me in optimal uh, sex, sleep, and energy.
0: Well, you look like you're doing great. So keep up <laughs> Thank the good you. work.
1: For 65, I look okay.
0: Oh, yeah, right. So for people who are interested in learning more about the wake up events and attending the events, how do they how do they find out about it?
1: So just wakeupoc event.com is where we have the main Orange County site. Okay. But like we mentioned, we had have LA coming on board in a couple mm. weeks. We have Inland Empire uh, coming on board Thursday this week. Wow. So we're starting to spread the franchise model. It's a licensed model, but it's okay. essentially a franchise model of Uh, Other events around the world. So we're sharing the the message.
0: So when I went the first part of the event It had people set up at different booths where you could go around and you could talk to the individual presenters And you could test the products and try them out and then you went into like a speaker uh, area And two powerhouse speakers um, addressed the group. And it wasn't too long. I mean, in fact, both of them, I was like left wanting more. Like, don't stop, don't stop. So you guys did a great job at at recruiting them. Is is the model to help the, uh, I mean, help me understand what it is, what are the goals of those events?
1: Uh, well, obviously, to learn the best in technology yeah. and science and, and to become optimal in your life. Um, but as far as the sponsors, the goal yeah. is to get them in front of as many people as right. possible. Yeah. A lot of the money is the revenues derived from sponsors paying to be a part of the event. Yeah. So what I've learned after producing hundreds of live events is that ramp up of having the expo in the beginning. It gets everybody kind yeah. of synergizing for the, for the uh, introverts. And then we sort of move into the speaking, and we're just ramping up the energy, and we have an hour of speaking. So it's an hour of of expo, because people trickle in too, yeah. then an hour of speaking, and then an, another hour plus of the expo, and by the end of the night, the energy is just through the roof. Yeah. It's really exciting. What I really fun.
0: loved is that you had each of the vendors come up, and you gave them a few minutes yep. just to like introduce their... So after the speaking was done, I knew exactly which booths I wanted to run to, because exactly. I got to hear about you know who else was out there and see people I hadn't seen yet, so... Yeah, I love it, everything about it, and I can't wait for the next one, which is... June 8th. June 8th, yep. okay. Darn it, got to wait a little longer. So you also have a long, obviously we talked about your history of event producing, and you are, do business consulting. Tell us a little bit about you know how you made that transition from events to, to business consulting, which kind of go hand in mm-hmm. hand, but... Um, really are two unique models.
1: Well, it, you know, it started, and we talked about this when we met before the interview. Um, there comes a point, I think, in a lot of people's lives where a deeper meaning and purpose is important to them. Mm-hmm. Something's sort of tickling them and they're not sure what it is. And that analogy of if, if, if you ignore the feather long enough, you'll get the brick. If you ignore the brick, you'll get hit by a Mack truck or taken out by the Mack truck. So my Mack truck experience when that feather and brick had taken me out many times was my father passing in 2005. Mm -hmm. I had all the fixings of success. I had the real estate, the cars, the women, the food, all the self-indulgence, which is great to a point. And then it isn't, at least in my experience. And not everybody has this this experience, but many people do. Something happens where there's that direct sort of... uh, experience of something bigger and different call it god call it a spiritual awakening but deep pain normally leads them to that place of finally saying enough is enough something needs to change and i was uh, after my dad had passed i was um you know wailing on the floor in my hallway in costa mesa i'll never i'll never forget the moment i'm just just beaten down saying what is next for me you know like dad show me show me what's next I don't want to die like, like you did with your voice still in you. I still have a voice. Something's, something's here. And uh, within eight weeks of begging the universe to have my purpose show up, uh, I was on NBC Nightly News, and I started producing events. It started out as a book study group in a room just like this, eight of us, and it morphed into these events, hundreds of live events later. I'm on PBS television, USC News, all this media started coming and I could feel my dad's spirit and or spirit working through me really uh, propelling me into my purpose and my future. So, so with that level of God force, Holy Spirit, you know, whatever you want to call it, was thrusted into creating community and events. And, and i always done that. I and mean, Even back to high school, throwing high school parties, I was like this great connector of mm-hmm. people and everyone had a great time. It's, just been, it's, it's a gift I have being a connector. Mm-hmm. So all of that said... A couple hundred events later, you learn how to market them. You learn branding, websites, technology, you learn all that stuff. So there was a lot of value in the 10 years that I produced events to be able to share with others to create their own thought leader business around finding what that calling is for them and building it into a business that has meaning and purpose. Yeah, so that's how it went into the consulting.
0: Well, and I know that, I mean, more and more we're understanding how our our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions affect our ability to uh, be successful in our life, our life experiences, and also our health, right? They're all they're all interconnected. And what I, I love about what I've been seeing about you is how you really help entrepreneurs kind of take a deeper dive into what are the thoughts and feelings that they're having that may be creating like thinking roadblocks to mm-hmm. impact their business. I find this so interesting. Give us a hint. Like, what are some of the biggest things? Because I'm sure we we think we're all unique, right? But it's usually like the same things. What are the biggest roadblocks that you see that keep people from being able to achieve their goals?
1: Yeah, great question. So after having produced all those events and worked with so many hundreds of people throughout the years, thousands of people in the seats, I came up with what I call five dragons. So these are the five main fears mm. that keep people stuck from living their purpose, going after what they want. And I'll just say them really quickly, but imposter, scarcity, value, unheard, and critics. Mm. So we're all navigating these. I'm navigating right now sitting, sitting with you. I'm even a, a bit nervous. And it's fine. That's mm-hmm. totally normal, right? To yeah. face our fear, to have the yeah. courage to sit on camera. Like talking on camera was one of my biggest fears forever. It was just so uncomfortable on camera. And now I like it most of the time. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't. That's okay, right? We need to be okay yeah, with our experience. Yeah. Um, but public speaking is the greatest fear above death. Wow. So I still hate public speaking, even mm-hmm. though I've done it three, 400 times. we're doing a form of public speaking right now. Mm-hmm. So I found that those the fear of public speaking and the fear of technology are kind of the two big ones. and underneath it are those five dragons I shared. But on the surface, it appears as I'm afraid to be on camera. I'm afraid to speak on stage. But it's actually that I'm going to be found out as an imposter, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the fear of technology, having to learn websites, marketing funnels. Like, that's that's the direction we're heading. Mm-hmm. Either, either get on board or be left behind. Right. So so as an entrepreneur, we have to face these things. And that's why it's face your dragon. We want to face. But, but it's not about... It's not about slaying the dragon or removing fear because fear is useful, right? The pharmacy in our brain produce, produces all these chemicals for us to tap into. And if we're biohacked, we get to leverage them in a way that becomes more useful instead of harmful to the body, right? Like cortisol is harmful, but if we if we know how to sort of move through and create different chemical experiences through our body, we then can propel ourselves and leverage the fear. We want to we ride our dragon, not slay it.
0: Well, and I think it's, you know, coming out of this 2020 experience, the landscape of business has changed so dramatically. And that brings up a lot of fear in people, right? Things are changing, you know, the ideas that we grew up with, that you go to college, you get a job, you get your gold watch, you know. All of that is like gone gone out the window, right? So uh, I know I remember reading, and this was actually before the pandemic, that they say that the independent contractor model is the model that's going to move forward. And I thought, wow, that was interesting at the time. Well, now, you know, after the pandemic, that definitely seems the direction that we're moving in. Um, But I do, it does feel like business leaders have to all be rethinking the new normal, right? What are you seeing in terms of coming out of the 2020 experience? What, what, What are businesses needing to be more present about?
1: I'm going to answer that a little differently. I, I think it's the best thing that happened to business. I think it, frankly, uh, forced large corporations to rethink the way that they're stuffing people into cubicles. I just, I don't know about you, but being in a cubicle is like death for me. I, I could never do that. I've done it, but but would never do it. So what I think is happening though is that we're realizing that remote work which I've been remote forever, since 19. Like, I'm about to live around the world again. Like, that's my commitment to have a business that allows me to be remote, to live and work from anywhere. And people got a taste of that. And we're not going back. Mm. As much as companies are starting to pull people back into offices, I think there's a, a natural reluctance to want to have to commute again. Mm. Gas prices at $6, 7 dollars I, I just, I, I'm a fan of remote work. I've been using remote workers, uh, geographic arbitrage uh, since I read The 4-Hour Workweek in 2008. Maybe you know that. Great book. Great yeah, book to read. Yeah, it's a
0: great book. I, I was reading it, but I don't know how this really applies to me, but I'm sure that there's a lot of people that that does apply to. Yeah.
1: So I'd recommend everybody watch yeah, that and study yeah. that. Yeah. Time
0: management is huge. Yeah. Well, I know that, um, you know, with the Association of Transformational Leaders, you're obviously in with a group of people who are always been at the f- creating change, right? At the forefront of creating change. What are you seeing in terms of the other leaders that you work with in those groups? I mean, are you seeing any trends that are coming mm. down the pike?
1: Yeah, well, there's the reason I'm smiling and laughing is, is a lot of those communities of transformational leaders come from est. Which turned into Landmark. That's you know mm. most people know what Landmark yeah. is, but transformation from 50 years ago. So a lot of a lot of the old guard or or the uh, original folks in transformation, I think, are finding that we are moving into the digital age, the, ge- the geographic arbitrage, mm. the gig workers, that all of those kind of things. So there, I think, have uh, I've seen a little bit of reluctance and struggle to sort mm. of transition, especially when the pandemic hit. Like I rose up like, this is it. This is my time. This is amazing. I can drive to LA in 30 minutes going 100 and people mm-hmm. going 130 or driving past me. It was a wild time. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Being a motocross guy, I kind of lived on the edge of my whole life and done a lot of crazy things. But um, point being, we have a, a adopt or die right now. That's it. I mean, we're going to see, yeah. a, I think, a very big economic collapse coming in the next six to 12 months. Yeah. And it's going to, you're going to need to be nimble and flexible and yeah.
0: I think it's really about being as strong as we can personally be, right? Because how of it. else can you prepare? You can't we can't possibly prepare for all of the possibilities of eventualities. So I think it's just about preparing our mind and our body and our spirit to be the strongest person that we can so that right. we can best you know be able to respond to what come what's coming at us. I
1: love that. Yeah. I did a long meditation last night and some of that came up like how can I best prepare?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, I can't let you go without telling us a little bit about your podcast, because mm. I listened to an incredible interview with you and Don Miguel Ruiz, um, who it's oddly because we had just read the book, Four Agreements. Oh, cool. And so it was funny that that book is just supposed to be in my in my mm. uh, purview right now. So tell us a little bit about your podcast.
1: So uh, a, a leverage, the goal is to have, like you're doing here, to have a leveraged Uh, content, leverage content, always out in the world, evergreen, continually bringing in eyeballs for whatever you're up to. So me wanting to take all of my experience of studying neuroscience and plant medicine and transformational leadership and all all the things that were exciting to me and motocross and figuring out how to weave it all into a brand. And growing up with dragons, my mom had hundreds of dragons in her home. I just didn't understand the relevance until I watched Avatar and how to train your dragon and all those things. But Anyway, all of that said, I wanted to interview all my favorite people to have evergreen content out in the world. The podcast was great. I just did audio only. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sharing a lot of technical stuff. So Miguel was podcast number one. He's, he is the Deepak Chopra, the Mexican Deepak Chopra, I think mm-hmm. they've called him. like He's huge mm-hmm. in transformation. Everybody knows the Four Agreements. So uh, I know Miguel and, and a lot of other leaders, and I wanted Miguel to come on first to talk about the heart, but I didn't realize uh, the extent of the heart. So what I would do is record the podcast, understand what the theme was throughout. Miguel had a heart transplant. Most people don't know that Miguel. They say that he wore his heart out by by loving through his heart so much that he wore it out, just giving so much of his heart. So. I pulled on my friend, the former CEO of HeartMath, on as one of the one of the guests in the podcast, and the whole episode is about the heart, your passion, following your heart, the physical heart, right? HeartMath, okay. how the heart works, and just created a theme around Miguel's story. Yeah. So all all the podcasts have these incredible sort of themes yeah. that I extract from the interview. It's re- really fun.
0: Good. Well, we're going to be listening see what you come up with next. Yeah. Thanks so much, Brad. It's been awesome having you on it's today. It's been an honor to be here. Really. And we'll definitely put all the wake up information on the webpage. So everybody go to the website if you need more information, but it's wakeupocevent.com. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Delphine Circle. Don't forget to subscribe. It's free and it will help us keep these incredible interviews coming your way. Here are two other episodes you may enjoy. I'm Delphine. Welcome to my circle.